Hello, this is Bill Lytell for some wisdom for your walk again. Uh, I have spoken about this a little bit before on another podcast. I want to talk about it again from a different angle. It's the process of addiction, the process of addiction. When I was a teenager from about 15 years old to 18 years old, I started smoking cigarettes and got addicted, heavily addicted to them. I tried quitting various times. Uh, when I really got to be about 18 years old, I got right with God. And I decided that I just could not continue to smoke and serve God. You can't have only no man can serve two masters, you know. And <clears throat> Excuse me. No man can serve two masters. So I realized that I had to quit that. So I thought, well, I can do it. But prayed about it, began to pray, God help me quit it. I quit cold turkey. In a week or two, I'd be back smoking, defeated, uh, pray more, a little harder, a little longer, uh, quit smoking, throw my cigarettes away. Pretty soon, I'd, I'd find myself back smoking again, defeated, double defeated, and it went triple defeated, quadruple defeated. I, I want to just say that whole process of overcoming that addiction took me probably a hundred failures, a hundred failures. But the process of addiction, and there is such a thing as a process of addiction, um, and being addicted to something is a horror that if you've never been really addicted, you don't and could not probably grasp. Uh, it was a surgeon, General Coop, said years ago that cigarette addiction was equal with heroin addiction. Now, in some people, like myself, I believe that to be true. Now, I've known people who have been able to quit cigarettes easily. They put them down, never go back to them, never seem to look back. But me and many others like me, uh, that addiction had a grip on my very soul, on my very being. Uh, I would uh, quit uh, quit the cigarettes and I would think about them. I'd meditate on them. I would, it would come across my mind. I just uh, couldn't shake it. It seemed like I would remember how, it was always remembering how good it was, how satisfying it was, uh, how really cigarette smoking was a very pleasurable, uh, wonderful thing if it didn't kill you and if it didn't cause you to be addicted. Because the Bible says in a few places, let me read it, Romans chapter 12, verse 21, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And Second Peter 2.19, it says, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption. That's addiction. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought into bondage. So if you're overcome by drinking alcohol, which so many are, or overcome by some sort of a drug, an opiate, a morphine, or any kind of drug, if you're overcome by cigarettes or uh, pornography or something you watch, something you look at, YouTube, uh, or you're just doing it to the place you can't stop it, don't want to be, you're not, you can't live without it, don't, don't feel like you're happy without it, you're probably addicted. And that addiction is a horrible thing. And uh, I like uh, <clears throat> in First John 2.13, it says, I've written unto you fathers because you've known him, and this is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I believe we're overcomers. Um, it says again in First John 2.14, you have overcome the wicked one. 
uh, in First John 4, 4, you are of God, little children, and overcome them. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now you say to Brother Bill, why in the world would God cause you to uh, struggle so in your addiction? Well, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the problem right there. Uh, I think God does that so that you don't go back. If I could have quit cigarettes, dropped them, set them down, not had a lingering uh, desire, physical desire, like a hunger for them, I'd probably have gone back to smoking again and again and again, thinking, well, I can quit easily, no problem. But I knew, and I know, that if I pick a cigarette up or a swish for sweet or something, I'm right back where I was. I'm under the bondage of that, that addiction. And uh, we're only to be under the bondage of the Holy Spirit and the bondage of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're his servants, we're his bond servants, and we're not to be under the addiction of anything. You shouldn't be addicted to TV, you shouldn't be addicted to anything, pleasure. The Bible says that people were lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God in the end when it describes the times of the end. And so we live in a time of, of, of pleasure addiction. Uh, that could go into a sexual area where... People are addicted to certain pleasure, and they just... I talked to a coke addict one time who sold... He had a six-figure job he lost because of it. He lost his wife because of it and child because of it. They all divorced him. People got away from him because he's an addict. When he was sitting in front of me, he was a nice-looking young man, but his teeth were just rotted out of his mouth. Just terrible. I mean, just terrible. But the boy, otherwise, he looked good. But I said to him, I said, well... Why in the world did you let your teeth go like that? And he said, Bill, when I had enough money to do dental repair, I would sit there with the money and i go, now I can get my teeth fixed or I can go out and have three days of being high with coke. I can do, and he said, I would always choose a coke to go out and be high for three days. He'd spend all that money in three days, some binge he'd go on, and then he'd be, body would be shot and he'd be all messed up and he'd look bad. And of course it wears on you and makes you look bad. Not only did it make it look bad because your teeth were right out of his mouth, but, I mean, he, it was beginning to wear on what he, who he was and his body. And you know it'll kill you. And so the coke addiction is a horror. I said, well, what, what is a coke addiction? Why are you addicted so badly? Why would you give all these good things you talk to me about up? He said, Bill, it's the pleasure. It's the pleasure. He said, it's the most pleasurable thing I've ever done, ever experienced. It's a hundred times more pleasurable than any other thing I've ever done. Well, there you go. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. So addiction is not always just that your physical body craving for something to feel like it's got to have to survive, but it's your mental processes, it's your spirit, it's your soul, which is saying, look, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. This is the most pleasurable thing that's ever happened. So it's what we call a pleasure addiction. Well, let me end with this because this is very insightful that I that, that I picked up years ago. That the mark of an addict is they're always going to quit tomorrow. You say, Brother Bill, I'm not addicted, man. <clears throat> Excuse me, I can quit this anytime I want to quit it. Uh, ooh, you got the mark of an addict. Because when are you going to quit it? Well, in the future. People that are addicted to being uh, to food and are obese. When I talk to them about it, they're always going to go on a diet. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to go on a diet. If you hear yourself saying that, you are a addict. 
And for the first step in overcoming anything is realizing you're a slave, realizing you're an addict. And then you're beginning to at least be, enter into the door of recovery. But you'll never recover as long as you're in denial. And people oftentimes that are obese, that are killing them, literally committing suicide with food. Uh, I'll talk to them about it and they say, well, preacher, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to get on a diet. Or, or, you know, I've known some of these folks, literally they say they're on a diet their whole life, but they never lose any weight. Or they maybe I've known other people that are addicted to food and that, that'll maybe lose 150 pounds. Over a period of a year, they do so good. They lose 150 pounds, go on the Atkins diet, cut all sugar and carbs out of their diet, go down to, man, looking good again. And then another year, you've seen it, another year or two down the road, they're right back where they were or worse uh, because they, they just got they, that, that thing on the back of their mind, the pleasure of that haagen milkshake, the pleasure of eating a whole bowl of macaroni uh, smothered in butter or noodles and butter or, or, or cake or pie or ice cream, that thought of the pleasure of that stuff uh, they surrendered to it and said, well, I'm just going to do one time. I'll just go binge a little bit. And so they binged a little bit. And, of course, just like it would be like me going back and smoking a cigarette, they were right back where they were. And pretty soon, a year later, six months later, they're right back. They gained another 150 pounds. Now, that is so hard on you. That is so hard on your body. That is so hard on your, your mental processes. You're living in defeat. That's what I couldn't stand about the cigarette thing. I was defeated. I was overcome. I hated myself. I just hated the fact that I was a weakling. Here, I thought I was big, tough, and brave, and I could do anything by the grace of God and with God. And God said, you can. Uh, with me, you can do anything, but, but you can't. But you got to understand, it's a day-by-day -day thing. Don't keep living in tomorrow. Today, I quit. Today, I'm not going to smoke. That's what I started talking to myself about. I said, today I'm not going to smoke. Uh, not, I'm not, I'm not going to quit tomorrow. I'm quitting today. I'm going to read my Bible today. You know, if you want to accomplish anything for God, you're living in today. You're not living tomorrow. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's in the future. Today's where you're at. You literally have to just get in your head. It's not going to be tomorrow. I'm going to do this today. And then when t tomorrow comes, which ends up being today, you do that again. Today I'm going to quit. I don't worry about tomorrow. But I'm going to tell you, a mark of an addict is they're always living out in the future. That that future that makes their mind satisfied. Well, tomorrow I'll quit. So it'll be all right. Tomorrow I'll do this. Tomorrow I'll do that. Tomorrow I'll do that. And when I get done with Thanksgiving binging, I'm going to quit. When I get done with Christmas binging, I'm going to quit. When I get done with this birthday party binging, I'm going to quit. When I get done with Easter binging, I'm going to quit. They never quit because they're always living out in the future. you got to live today. you got the power of God today to do it. Now, God's not going to give you the power of God tomorrow, but he's going to give you the power of God today. And really, we never live in tomorrow. We only live in today. And so if you get your mind wrapped around this, and it'll help you to be an overcomer and to, not, and to overcome the process of addiction. Uh, may the Lord help you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. May God set you free. This is wisdom for your walk. Bill Lytale.